Oh, this looks like fun. Let's play all this Dungeons and Dragons. All those but years. we haven't unlocked the vault. All the, all those, you uh, have not become the masters of the vault yet. Oh, that's right. There's a vault involved with that? Oh, is that the name of the show we were doing? There are flying snakes. I remember. Yes, I remember the flying snakes that I barely survived. <laughs> as as with all other creatures, I was we say, encounter. To be fair, every encounter. You yeah, but now that we lost, you just uh, glugged down the team's uh, healing potion, so it was okay. How was I supposed to know? Oh, random oh, dude oh, oh, oh. in the hut had healing powers. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Even More Mashed Up, a pop culture podcast featuring two very humble and self-effacing professors talking about there. all things pop culture. I'm Patrick. Hey, and I'm Alan, and today we are going to talk about selling our book. I mean, nope, diversity in the superhero pop culture today. Yes, hashtag shameless self-promotion. Ding. Why the ding? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't have my, my falsetto back yet from the illness. Do you ever have a falsetto? Yeah, the dog voice. The dog what? voice is very up here, but like it doesn't sound like the dog today. <laughs> dog voice has been smoking quite yeah. a lot. Oh, That's the dog. Yeah, the, it's like the dog's been... Uh, is that your Yayu voice, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like when Yayu has something to say. Like, where's the treats? You know, I'm that's not sure how I have ever it. heard you do that voice. Oh, I do it all the time. Really? Oh, 100%. I'm not sure you have ever heard you do that voice. Oh, I do a dog voice constantly. I grew really? up with people who did dog voices. I believe in dogs talking. Okay. I talk to my dog. I have my own dog voice that I talk to Leia in. Well, no, 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 but how does your dog talk back to you? Oh, Leia doesn't talk back. She's very respectful. How does she speak to you? Uh, it's usually something like, oh, row, row, row. oh, really? It's not like chomping on blinds? No, because there are no more blinds that she can reach. <laughs> She's torn them all down? <laughs> no, because I cut them because they're just cheap paper blinds. I, I cut them all high. <coughs> so the, Leia's the, now learned how to jump higher. Talk no, the problem is lesson. that all I've got in the, particularly in the downstairs living room, is there's just these really thin curtains um, <coughs> oh. that the previous owners left that you can kind of see through. So I don't have a lot of privacy in the downstairs, like, living room. So I got to get some better. you need to finish that sentence. I don't have a lot of privacy in the downstairs. Living room. That's not a good place to I said downstairs living room. Yeah, but you started. You kind of paused. I don't have a in lot of privacy in the room. downstairs. Living room. I said living room. I didn't pause so much as you started talking over me. No, you paused. There's a difference. And so we have a show about the book. Oh, yes. that's right. The book. <laughs> all new, all different. It's not about the book. This a is a history show. of race and the American superhero coming to you from University of Texas Press in November. November 5. That's the Amazon date. I'm not sure how official that is. Mm. I mean, if Amazon's got it, how more official can you be? I don't know if they have it. Ooh, we should check the Amazon page to see if they have it. It book. seems like we should have it, but... The book is only going to come up organically today because we're really talking about diversity in superhero popular culture today. I thought the show was supposed to be the show for your book. No, not the plan at all. We're doing superhero <laughs> popular okay. culture. But now that you raised the book, <laughs> yes, it turns out that the book does address certain issues in superhero popular culture today that we might want to talk about. Still listed as a pre-order at Amazon, so. Uh, disappointing. Hey, uh, regular listeners, if you would like a pre-order discount code yes get in touch with even more mashed up and we can hook you up by the way there was someone that asked you for the code on your instagram the other day i don't know if uh you're... it was nick and i talked to nick and Did i you? think he's he's ready to go who's nick uh he lives over in the dorm i say is he some guy lives in the dorm with me okay we're dormers yeah no i got it i need the book to do well because i live in a dorm 
Does that make you a doormouse? I testfully need this book to do well. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like this book, if this book doesn't do well, I could live in a dorm for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, this book is our one shot. Like for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, this is, our, this is our one shot at, at fame and Which or really, fortune. it's not as bad as it could be. Which is not to say that the dorm is bad. Yeah. Right? I mean, you've all been there. Yeah. It's a nice dorm. You could be living in a dumpster. Well, yeah, but Much it's about us, not you. Oh, okay. That was... Kind of particularly hard. painful. Yeah. No, that, haircut, that new haircut you have. Oh, Rich is here. Um, the new haircut you have. <laughs> am is I? Not, am I here? It's like remember the sh- the sitcom we were talking about where it was going to open to Rich sleeping under a blanket. And oh, hear the opening music. <laughs> was that our odd couple? No, no, yeah, yeah. You do remember it was like a show we did like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't that the odd couple? Like the remake of the odd couple with Rich and you? I don't think I was in it. I forget. I don't think it was the odd couple, but I remember. Yes, there was the the sad sitcom. Yeah, it would be it would be kind of sad, but like your haircut has killed that sitcom. Is it a sitcom if it's sad? But no, no, no. Yeah. This is the first episode before everything goes bad. Oh, that haircut mm. says only good things are coming your way. That also implies a until the hair goes out. I wish we had a picture of that haircut that we could post. Didn't you just take a picture of Rich? I did. Yeah, it'll be on my Instagram, but it won't be on the podcast. Uh, okay, you know, need to be on the podcast advertising. Well, no, the the image for this. I mean, you could post it to the, the podcast book. Facebook page. I think it's a really sharp haircut. I mean, yeah. you could post it to the podcast. Hey, speaking Facebook of diversity page. in in MCU <laughs> and comics, yeah. it's kind of amazing how diversity is all over the place today. Eh? Yes. If I'm going to ask questions, you have to give me big, bigger responses than that. I, I don't think I have to. When I ask you questions, you're basically just saying a. That's not true. That's true. You're saying A. No. Well, wait, maybe B. There are literally paragraphs <laughs> of information before I say A yeah. and then switch it to C. It's how he loses. Before settling on B. Yes. No, you know how I lose? I lose by somebody Here we go. planting false information at the beginning of the quiz that comes back to bite me in the butt at the end. Mm-hmm. That's if how you'd I lost. only not done Let's so be much better on the other questions, I might believe you. Let's be clear. I was trying to build drama. Yes. There was ample I did opportunity. I didn't realize that the drama had been built. There was me. ample opportunity for you to to pull ahead of Rich <laughs> at multiple points. You would failed. say there was ample opportunity for me to pay attention, learn over the course of the hour. Well, that was your mistake. And then win. You assumed you were supposed to learn from me. Yeah. That it's is Gotham. not my job. You can't learn from Gotham. Hey, speaking of things that people get upset about. Yes. It's interesting how in the there MCU. Is <laughs> sort of these constant debates and fan culture upset. Yes. About gender bending and race swapping heroes. There have been, yeah. Though it doesn't a. seem like what they're doing with Eternals has had quite as much controversy. I've got a theory on that. Is it because nobody cares about Eternals? That's my answer. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's it like, wait out. a minute. Nobody cares that Ajax the Eternal was originally a man and now he's being played by Salma Hayek? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, nobody, nobody seems to know that Ajax... Nobody, you just say that. Nobody seems to know that Ajax. Yeah. Period. I think of Ajax as like the dish soap. Yeah, that's what most people think of. Or Deadpool. The that was the main bad guy in the first Deadpool. Oh, I was trying to think. How not that I think he's ever. He's not called by that name. No, very no, no. Often. He he wants to be. Yeah, he, he says it twice. Yeah, because he's not, like I'm Ajax, and it's like oh the dish soap, haha. And then that's it. I think yeah, you never like, hear you him again. Yeah, you don't really hear. But his. I know that more than the internals. Yeah. So building on things like Wonder Woman and Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Yes. Well, even going back to the original Thor, where you had Heimdall, played by Idris Elba. That was one of the early sort of, of race yes. swaps. Agreed. But I think of like like mainstream headlining diversity-bringing characters. 
Are you suggesting that Heimdall was not a a mainstream headlining diversity bringing character? Well, was his name in the title? Who's Heimdall? Then I'm going to go without headline. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to stake myself to that position. <laughs> I see you try to paint me into a corner <laughs> of racial awkwardness, but no, I'm going to... I'm just no, saying, I, you're kind of trashing name is not in the headline, I'm going to go without not a headliner. Yeah, but he was in Infinity War. That's true. Got so was everyone. He got like killed in the first act. Yeah, other characters. You're thinking of Endgame. There were only like 200 oh. Infinity War. Oh, it's hard to keep track. It is hard to keep track. So, headlining characters, yes. more recently Wonder Woman, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And now you've got all kinds of stuff coming. Yes. Yes. Well, besides Eternals, there's uh, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. That's true. Uh, or uh, what is it? Shang-Chi and the something of the Ten Rings? It's the Legend of the Ten Legend Rings. Legend of I the believe. Ten Rings. Okay. Yeah. I was what, thinking mystery for some reason, but that's what didn't research sound right. will do for you. Yeah. <laughs> Notes. Except for the show. Yeah. Um, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Is not, a somewhat diverse. Number one, like a, a movie about women. Yeah. We should do a discussion of that trailer because. We need to do a trailer park. Yeah. If only Rich had suggested that before the show, we could have done two Good one today. I hate yeah. both of you. Yeah. Way to drop the ball, Rich. Because yeah, I think something new from Star Wars might have come he out. He was so busy getting his haircut, he couldn't Wait, make did something new yeah. from Star Wars come out? The final trailer for Rise of Skywalker came out like... Oh. <laughs> he's literally watching it right now. You've not seen it yet, Rich. <sighs> I didn't know that. Excuse me while in the middle of the podcast... I, I forgot another <laughs> movie was coming out. Yeah, well, it's been out for a while now. The movie? What, like a week? Because it came out, was it this Monday Night Football? It was Monday Night Football, right? Yeah, I guess it must <laughs> The best time to drop a Star Wars No, it was last trailer. night. It was a week before. That's right. Okay, because today's Tuesday. Yeah. The best time to drop a Star Wars trailer is during Monday Night Football. But Birds of Prey, a little bit. Yeah. Joker, and according to the article, Rich sent us black women. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah. I I saw that and I was like, um, oh man, if that's your standard bearer for diversity. We've yeah. got we've got issues, my friend. Well, I don't think you want Joker standard bearing anything. Uh, no, it's standard mental bearing health, certain things. You know, awareness, none of them good. Right. Yeah, <laughs> social nope. awareness, like. Woo. And then you got the Disney streaming services. Yes, which has uh, Ms. Marvel, Falcon, and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yep. Um, Moon Knight could be. Well, he's like Jewish. A, a men- and a mental health issue, depending yeah. on how they do it. I'm, I, re- I really hope they do Moon Knight well. Yeah. She-Hulk? Yeah. WandaVision? Yeah. What if? Which WandaVision also, besides obviously featuring Scarlet Witch in the headlining role, is supposedly going to have the Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel. That would be awesome. So, though I don't know, given the storyline they're doing, I have no idea how she fits in. But yeah. that's apparently, they, they said Monica Rambeau is going to be in there. I mean, at so. some point with all these, they've got to start, you know, either saying, oh, it's just not canon, or like alternate realities. Oh no! All. It's pretty clear the WandaVision is is a completely fabricated reality that she made with her powers. It's clearly they're doing kind of a blend of House of M and the storyline yeah. where she lost her kids and went crazy. Yeah, ah, because that's going to feed into because uh, <coughs> that show's supposed to feed into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh. So my guess is that that Wanda's power they're probably gonna, they're going to make Wanda's powers closer to the comic in which she can alter reality. Yeah. Um, and that she's created kind of a reality in which she and Vision are happily married, have two kids, um, and then it's going to go downhill from there. Who doesn't dream of a happy reality where you married an android and made babies with them? Well, you know, it happened in the comics, so. Hey, it's an android played with Michael Fassbender. Hmm. Even even Actually, it's Paul Bettany that's played by, plays Vision. Fassbender's Magneto in the X-Men films. I could have sworn he did both of them. No, it's Paul Bettany. I thought he was making a reference to a completely different film. Somewhere. Yeah, he he, well, he was. He was making a reference. Well, to I mean, X-Men yeah, I, but I was I under mean the impression the f- he had done both roles. Yeah. Okay, nope, never it's mind. Paul Bettany. Never mind. 
married to Jennifer Connelly, who does the voice of uh, Spider-Man's suit in the Spider-Man movies. Anything else you want to add, Rich? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Good for now. Um, Loki? I'm yeah. not sure that's going to bring a lot of diversity. Yeah, no, that's not one that's going to bring a ton. Hawkeye? Well, we're, <laughs> we're supposed to get fe- uh, Kate Bishop. Is that it's supposed to be more featuring her, so. Apparently Jeremy, Mer- Jeremy Renner's going to actually keep his part. Yeah, yeah, I read an article about that. It's kind of ugly. Got a little bit bad for yeah. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, so. So. But uh, but yeah, supposedly that's going to bring in the the Kate Bishop, um, which has everyone theorizing that since we've got Kate Bishop, we've already got a grown up Cassie Lang. Right. If Wanda has her two kids in in WandaVision, we've got almost half of Young Avengers already. Is one of them Wiccan? Uh, Wiccan and Speed. Speed. Well, because he has the same powers as Quicksilver. Essentially. I know. So they're going to call him Speed. Speed. It was a terrible name. Terrible. Idea. I mean, Wiccan wasn't great. Actually, Wick, they changed Wiccan, didn't they? Well, he was Asgardian originally. Is he still Wiccan? I thought he changed again. No, I think he's still rich. I think he's yes. still Wiccan. Check it out. I'm not sure what I'm googling. He is was supposed he, to be. I think in the Young Avengers, one of the Young Avengers series, he was supposed to become the the Demi Urge. I think he went by that name for a little bit. Oh, maybe that's what I'm remembering. Uh, but I think he's back to Wiccan now. Boy, those sto- those stories were terrible. Oh, no, I liked that Young Avengers series because mm-hmm. it had the, the Miss America Chavez. Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. I'm, I'm thinking of the one. What was the one where Sunspot took over? That's U.S. Avengers. Ugh. I, f- I feel like Wiccan did a thing like that, too, like a Demi-Urge kind of trajectory. Yeah, but that was in the – oh, no, no, no. He was supposed not, to become not like in, the, Not in U.S. Avengers? Not in, uh, no, I don't think Wiccan was in U.S. Avengers. He wasn't? No. The little Hulk dude was, right? Hulkling? Yeah. I don't think he was in U.S. Avengers. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read Weren't US they Avengers. like a couple? Yeah, they are a couple. Yeah. How would I know that? Except for the I fact don't that know, I've read U.S. Avengers. What am I looking up specifically with Wiccan? Wiccan. His character trajectory. You'll probably want to what type Marvel and not just by? the word Wiccan. Well, no, I got it. I'm just trying to, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still going so by So the Wiccan. names he's gone by and what he currently ah, goes by. Okay, so then. I'm pretty sure he's back to Wiccan. Okay. Asgardian, Demiurge. And then right now he is, it says just Wiccan. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's, I think he went back to Wiccan. Well, it's not a good name. It's not. I think he toyed around at one point with Warlock, but they pointed out that that's kind of a term for an evil magician. Right. So. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard. So what do you make then, um, I don't know, random question. Okay. Of fan upset about gender bending and race swapping. Well, we actually we did. I remember we did. Uh, <coughs> what was it for the the Christian Science Monitor? Yes. Didn't we do that interview when the uh, first trailer for Force Awakens came out, and everyone got very angry about the Black Stormtrooper? Yes. Yes. Well, not a superhero, but the same kind of. But kind of the same, the same, kind, same kind of, of outrage because I think yeah. we brought up things like Heimdall and and whatnot. Right. Um, I mean, did you just dismiss Heimdall with the whatnots? Hmm. No. I just said what not, so I, say, I dismissed I him say, with the what not. Okay, I I say he's not a headliner, and I get crucified. But he's. I was a just. Okay, I was just. You. I was my tacit acceptance of your position, which is that Heimdall is not an important black character in the MCU. No, which I he's believe not an position, important character in the MCU. Who's also black. Yeah. So it turns out in American pop culture, yeah. that's a fairly sadly applicable. Yeah. Generalization. Yeah. So I mean. I'm cautiously optimistic 
that you know, particularly post things like Black Panther, uh-huh. there's because they, you know, maybe it's because the Eternals aren't really known, but maybe it's because people are are maybe a little more at this point. The MCU is is going to be diverse, yeah, um, and so maybe the people are are just sort of accepting that. You think they've just been kind of like beaten down? Um, yeah, I mean, to an ex- to a certain extent, or like elevated the, 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 to a new just, consciousness, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've probably more. That, that, I'm not sure that's a group that wants to be elevated to a new consciousness. Yeah. Well, I was reading um, on, but yeah. I always find it disappointing. Yeah. It's one of the. I mean, of the many things that I find sort of disappointing about kind of rabid comic fan culture is the very strong negative reactions to to changes. Yeah. Yeah. Some people uh, are really married to canon. In yeah. A way some people are. Yes. Can just make it uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 one of the things that sort of disappoints me about about fandom. Yeah. Um, you know, if these movies were coming out maybe 20 years ago, I might be one of those people. Really? I, I could see my a younger version of me being more upset about the the variants from canons. It also helps that the movies have been really good. So Right. It, that yeah, and then they're not past superhero movies where it's like a slog to even go see them. That's not the right. DCEU. Right. We should call them movies and not cinema, though. Oh, yeah. Right. Just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really the wish that debate would, I really wish no. people would stop like responding to that debate. Yeah. Oops. So you're but telling me to shut up. No, 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 no. I just <laughs> no, I mean I hear you like, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean I mean that. I mean yeah. shows people, over. <laughs> I mean that people should stop responding to to what was it, Scorsese <laughs> yeah. and basically, you know, telling me, Here's all the reasons you're wrong, Martin. And I'm like, Yeah, you're not gonna change Scorsese's mind and right. all you're doing is kind of proving him right about MCU yeah. and comic book fandom and, and right. If he doesn't like the films, that's fine. Like, like gangster fandom can be the same way, though. Yeah, yeah. I've I've just never been a big gangster film guy. I'm not. I mean, I've never seen the Godfather movies. I have not either. Yeah, the first so. one was really good. Again, uh, it's it's very kind of classic. Well, I mean, they're considered oh, they're they're yeah. classics. Film I mean, classics. Yeah, like um, sorry, cinema classics. Uh, so. Like Citizen uh, Kane or whatever. Like it's very traditional, but like. Is that H.G. Wells that did Citizen Kane? I believe so. Yeah. I think no, we established that on a show I many years ago. I wasn't See, saying Scorsese did it. I wasn't, I'm just saying it's one of those films that people like say, oh, it's such a great film. It's like, mm. it can be okay, but you get what they're ta- talking about, I guess, kind of. Like, it's traditionally film, and it's like, it's a good, but like, I could see why someone wouldn't like it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, that genre has never been a genre that really spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not like, yeah, like, I, you know. Haven't seen the Godfather films. Never watched Sopranos. Yeah, gangster stuff is just not really my cup of Sopranos tea either. either. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Like it's not my. I mean, I don't think Martin Scorsese is cry, crying himself to sleep at night that I don't watch his films. But what I if think he is? I I doubt it very much. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I mean, you know, if that it's Scorsese, and I'm trying to think who else kind of jumped on that. I don't remember bandwagon. Oh, Coppola. Oh, of course. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> kind of jumped on on that bandwagon as well. Yeah. So. I don't know. To me, it's a it's a silly kind of argument. Yeah. That like lots of different cinema or movies or film or whatever gets made. Yeah. Watch yeah. what you want. Yeah. Complain about the Joker. Yes. We can all yeah. go home. Watch what you want unless it's Joker. Don't yeah. watch that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it apparently was back up to number one this week. Yeah. No, it's 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 done quite it's well. It's done really well. Yeah. It I guess it's the highest legs, grossing one might say. rated R movie. Well, and again, I it's saw that. eclipsing yeah. Deadpool. So. Especially looking at DC, you know, DCU and the the movies, like it's not good, but it's probably one of the better ones. DCU is going to kill superhero cinema. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. 
it's just it's been it's been at such this a point out you know DCEU being bad is sort of baked in. Like I feel like Marvel <coughs> would do it just because Marvel has the pull. Like you know they can, the DC can like do so many bad movies, but it seems to be able to be brushed aside a bit because it's. I don't know, but like Joker makes so much money and so many people see it. Eventually, people are gonna be like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, well, but I guess. It's yeah, just I that it's only, it's, it's, I think, it's one I, I think it's going to be more if you start, I mean, you know, I think what's going to kill superhero movies is is just... Disney. Well, no, but <laughs> no. if they keep sort of pumping them out, but there's nothing really unique about them. I mean, one of the things Marvel's done really good is that they've used different genres of films. Right. But if we start getting to the point where it's kind of the same thing over and over again, yeah, you well, make the so many. Then, then I think that's going to be what kills it. Is, is it just starts to feel like, eh, it's another superhero movie. I mean, just listening to how many movies you guys were listening off, like that were coming up. Hmm? It's like you do that many. At some point, there's nothing new. Well, well, that's the other problem is that there are movies about people or that people don't care about so much anymore, like The Eternals. Yeah. Now they made Guardians work. They did so make I'm not Guardians saying they work. can't do it. No. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's a lot harder. Like now. eventually, like you're down to the Eternals. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see like how much well, they Hawkeye. do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, get a, get a show about that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna let that slide. <laughs> I can shoot a bow and arrow. I'm a hero. <laughs> he points that out in Age of Ultron. He's <laughs> very self-aware. Yeah. Um, if he was self-aware. He's self-aware, he but leave. he still does it. He did leave. He retired, and then he came back and killed a bunch of people. His own on, on house arrest. Yeah, I'm sorry. The universe is ending. There's house arrest. Well, he was on house arrest before the universe was ending, right? <laughs> so he didn't so know he, the universe. He was sat ending. out a lot of stuff. He well, basically everything <laughs> post Civil War. Yeah, but you could argue he's probably the best Family Guy you know, of all the people who have families. Well, to be fair, do any of them have families? Yeah. Well. Iron Tony Man. Stark seems like a good family guy. He's got like, that daughter. He wants to take care of her. Seemed yeah. like a good family guy. Yeah. Uh, Cap. Uh, Cap. He's a good family guy. Is he? America's good? his family. Oh, this, and he loves it deeply. Well, do you feel uh, a little bit dirty saying Scott that? Scott Lang, I guess. I, oh, yeah, yeah Scott, Scott Lang. Lang. Good dad. That's a good dad. I mean, he, he, he kind of fails at it, but he definitely has the right <laughs> No, I think he, he's a good dad. He fails at other things. Oh, yeah. He's a pretty yeah. good dad. Yeah. yeah. He might be the best dad. Maybe. He might be the best dad. Well, I guess he's the best at heart. Yeah. Uh, so, his family didn't disappear in the snap. Right. Whose family? Uh, Scott Lang, didn't he? Everyone disappeared except his daughter. His daughter survived. So he oh, did something oh. that Hawkeye I think didn't manage. I think everyone else disappeared. Oh, Whereas Hawkeye, right. everyone disappeared in his family but him. Yeah. Yes. Says something about Hawkeye. <laughs> he's unlucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe he's just not a good superhero. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense whatsoever but weren't we talking about diversity we were talking yeah, about diversity. Right. it feels like we've drifted <laughs> might be a good idea in the future to bring notes to a show like this uh, says the guy who's supposed to be in control of this show oh, oh. there's no way i'm in control of this show. i'm sorry didn't you just say that you prepped this whole show and i did nothing i did but you guys have run run amok with it do you well because there's no structure there's no amok running when i put the show together for you it's oh, very really? structured <laughs> you should go back and listen it's very structured. gotham's live you may want to listen to that answer last to one. the question we answer the questions we move through them efficiently oh yeah <laughs> what only 10 minutes a question yep so so yeah uh going back to your question yeah fan culture in a lot of ways kind of the the sort of rabid fan reaction against change and against criticisms of the marvel films you know, it bothers me. 
Well, but it's always been kind of a burden on creators of comics generally. Well, not always, but let's say when they started playing around with the idea of diversifying comics. Yeah. There was there's always been kind of a resistance to it. Has been, but less, I mean, you you didn't have the the internet as an outlet to express that. Right, of course. As much. Like you you right. had the letters pages back in early oh, Marvel the comics. Letters pages. I miss letters pages. Letter pages? Yeah, you would write letters to the ah. comics and they would publish it at the back of it. And then they'd respond to it. Did you ever have one published? Yeah, I had several published. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Where? Oh, no, I did. Avengers, right? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the show. Avengers 301 was my first letter published. I don't think we talked about it on the show. We talked about it on something because I read the letter. What did you write about? I don't remember. Um, don't It was about Avengers 296. Uh, <laughs> and this is why we can't do Trivial Pursuit. It was the, the storyline by Walt Simonson, basically, where Black Knight um, was basically slowly becoming less and less able to move and, and whatnot. And, and I wrote in with the theory that... Um, he was becoming less able to move. Yeah, like physically. He had to wear like an a, a, a exoskeleton to help him okay. move because like his whole body was, was hardening. Um and so I, I wrote in and, and asked a question of, of whether or not what was happening to him is because he carries the cursed ebony blade sword, which if it draws blood, enacts a curse on the wielder. And Submariner had taken the sword and used it to kill a giant fish monster version of his wife, uh, Marina, in issue 293. <laughs> so we've really... So I wrote yeah. in and said, my theory is that and he's, this actually, cinema? he's actually turning into the same substance that the ebony blade is made of. And I was correct. Wow. Why didn't you just stop using the blade if Very it was nice. cursing him? How old were you? Uh, let's see. That would have been around 15, 16. Wow. Because I started collecting in 87 with issue 287. So that would have been a year later, so 88. So, yes, yeah, so that would have been up to about 15. So you wrote early. In your collecting career, is that the only one you ever wrote? No, no, no. I got a. I, I can't remember which ones. I think I, I got several, like at least two, maybe three letters published in the letters page of Quasar. I wrote letters to Quasar. Well, one imagines there was a lot of competition for the Quasar. I think that might page. be why I got multiple letters yeah. published in in Quasar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Avengers Quasar. I think that might be it. I'm not sure if I wrote into anything else that got published. And I think Avengers 301 might be. <coughs> That might be the only Avengers issue I got published in. I'd have to go back and check. There might have been another one. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, so Avengers 301, which was on Avengers 296, was my theory that the Black Knight was becoming the Ebony Blade. Nice. And I was right. Nice. Boom. Which, by the way, Ebony Blade. To circle this back to the original topic, I don't understand. You know who is in Eternal. Wouldn't he become a fish person? What? Wouldn't he become a fish person if the blade? No, cut the curse. The person? curse of the ebony blade varies. Um, oh, because in the past, if it drew blood, he would become sort of really bloodthirsty and and wanting to like he he had to satisfy the the bloodlust for the blade. Okay. Um. So this was different. Possibly, Sounds like D and D. This was different, possibly because Submariner <laughs> was wielding the sword, but not Got Black it. Knight. Uh, Do you think the curse would go to the Mariner? I guess not, because it went to it. Yeah. it actually, it seems very really unfair, Black really. Right. Um, also, wouldn't the Black Knight just stop using the blade if he knows it's slowly making him impossible to move? Well, no, he only he wouldn't know that was going to happen. He just knows that if the blade draws blood, he 
there's some kind of curse that's going to rebound on him. He's just, when he uses the blade, he's just very careful not to draw blood. He uses, he uses the flat of the blade a lot. Can he really? just use a club? Then? No, he eventually switched to using like in in the Bob Harris era Avengers. He uses like a, a laser sword, <laughs> which has much less cursiness to it. But not, but significantly more blood, because even the flame. No, no, no. It's not. A, it doesn't. It's not that. It's not a. It's a very. Uh, it's not a lightsaber that like hacks off laser. It's just a laser that doesn't hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the exact science of it. Like it like does hair removal or something? I can't remember what it does. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember him using it to kill. I guess it has like a non-lethal <laughs> setting and maybe a lethal setting. So he literally would flip a switch. I think it's maybe more of a dial. <laughs> Set swords to stun. <laughs> Goes all the way to eleven. Well, I, that's a reference I, I can enjoy. I knew you would appreciate that. This has got to be the worst. But you know why this is rel- ever designed to sell a book. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you know why this is relevant to our discussion of Eternals. Of turtles. Of eternals. We're talking about turtles now. (laughs) Black Knight is in Eternals. I know that. You know he's played by? Um, The the, uh, Games of Thrones guy. Yes, Kit Harington. Yes. So, but that is an interesting, I'm not sure how Black Knight fits into Eternals, but Black Black Knight. He didn't hang out with the Eternals originally? Not really, no. He has no connection to, the only connection. Doesn't the Blade make him Eternal? No. The only connection he has to the Eternals is during the... Bob Harris, Steve Epstein run on Avengers. Uh, Steve Epstein, he was involved like in a love triangle between himself, Crystal of the Inhumans, and Cersei of the Eternals. So that might be, and Cersei supposedly is a major focus of the Eternals film. Right. So maybe that's how he's being. Maybe they're doing something with, um, that which would tie into the whole multiverse thing that they seem to be dealing with because. Right. The big storyline in that Avengers was that they were dealing with a, a villain named Proctor who had gathered a team of Ooh. various other Avengers from the multiverse um, and sort of was, was replacing or was eliminating Avengers from the multiverse. I'd be happier. If and it Eternals ends up that Proctor was an alternate reality of the black yeah. version of the Black Knight. If the Eternals were set in a different multiverse, it would make me happy. So I don't care for the Eternals in general. I'm not sure anybody really like, does. This is a concept. Just never. I mean, the concept's fine, but they're not. They're, they're. I mean, they're probably they're probably like the Inhumans in that they're really good as occasional guest stars. Yeah. In the comics, like never as like carrying their own title. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see, because they're almost even more of a stretch, I would say, than Guardians was. Right. Although the Guardian was really positive on this kind of news, that was a nice segue. Yeah, they yes. they had a title um, for an article. You can do with notes. Why Marvel's new leads are the diverse heroes the world needs. Mm-hmm. Fair or foul? Fair. Really? Yeah. I okay. think it, it's 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 good. You to want see to build the on the fairness or just? I'm, no, I'm just gonna say fair. A. It. Yeah. A. 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 On the no, I, I'm I'm wow. I'm excited to see the direction that they go in. I'm excited to see Marvel sort of course correcting in terms of diversity a little bit. So when the Guardians writes, the Eternals cast looks as good as a United Colors of Benetton. Advert. Oh, I would probably not make that comparison. The United Colors of Benetton. You generally don't want to compare advertisements using people of color. I think Bell Hooks would have something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, she would. Yeah, yeah. As I recall, she's written a little bit about Benetton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Benetton or, or something very similar to Benetton. Yeah. That, that, so I'm not sure. Because that, I mean, that kind of speaks to a very kind of superficial kind of diversity. That it, it's just the image right. of, of sort of everyone arrayed there in a very, very sort of flat um, 
empty sort of way that that particularly like 80s and 90s multiculturalism yes particularly in comics is very often subject to so when the guardian goes on to write about the first leads of pakistani latin and middle eastern origin as well as the first deaf hero mm-hmm. there is a kind of expansion mm-hmm. but it if it is the united colors of benetton it grounds it in sort of problems that comic books have had with diversity yeah since the well, it, age of multiculturalism it, in some ways yeah i mean it will depend in terms of how they develop the characters in Eternals. And are they just kind of walking billboards for diversity, or are they actually fully fleshed out human characters? Like Sunspot from the 80s X-Men, for example. Is that a good version or a bad version? It's a good version, right? Like it was fully fleshed out. Sunspot? Yeah, just kidding. Okay, I was going to say, Sunspot. I think anything from the early 80s, you'd be like, not good. I'm trying to think. I... Under Roger Stern, the Cap- the Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel was pretty good. All right. I was thinking X-Men, though. So you wouldn't go Banshee? No, not go Banshee. No, you would not Jubilee. go Sunspot. No. I mean, Storm is not as... I mean, at least she gets a, she gets a decently <laughs> long arc. Right, and she eventually develops into something. Yeah, you do get a... L- she spends yeah. a good deal of her early appearances being somewhat reduced. Yeah, very exoticized. Thunderbird. Well, he's only around for like a couple of issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think mean, he wrestles a buffalo. The the yes to the ground. Mm, yes. 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 To prove his manhood. Yes. Because um, the Apache are are at the wasting away. I think is how they're depicted in, in yeah. Giant Size X Men exactly. number one. Rich, I totally dropped my notes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I can't reach them under my chair. Yeah, how did like, you get them underneath? Your chair? Well, there's a gap here between between the cushion. Between the cushion and the... Can I just say, this is the most well-oiled podcast we have yeah, ever done. I think done. that's it. I think there's only three pages. But three action-packed yeah, pages. action-packed pages, yeah. So what we're we talking about? Oh, 80s multicultural. 80s multicultural. Yeah, I, so, I, yeah, I'm I hoping Eternals will avoid that kind of, you know, the kind of thing that we see. Well, particularly, <laughs> like, the, the 80s multicultural super team that we saw, like, right. with New Guardians or... That Ooh. people, yeah, that people probably to, know most familiarly Guardians, from right. the Super Friends... Um, yeah. On television, where you had like Black Lightning and and Vulcan and Hatchy um, Chief, Hatchie Chief. Samurai. Um, sa- oh, Samurai. Yeah, it's not Vulcan. It's 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 uh, it's Black Vulcan. Right. Um, All named after either their color, yes, or their culture. Yeah. Well, because again, they're basically which is usually a good sign for. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is effective is, multiculturalism. Yeah. Hey, look at me! I'm the walking poster board for. Yeah. Native and so that's culture. my hope is is that you know these are going to be diverse human characters in Eternals, not characters that are just there sort of of representing diversity. Doing dumb, stupid things. Yeah. Like racism. Yeah, racism, dumb, stupid. Make you dumb, oh, stupid. Classic. Yeah. Classic yeah. super friends. So, yeah. So, I, it, I mean, Eternals runs that risk in the way in which it is the most diverse cast. Right. Um, whereas, you know, you had a very long run-up in the MCU prior to this point. Right. Of introducing sort of more and more diverse characters like Black Panther, Falcon, War Machine. Like, there was a long rollout is it, to get to the diversity we ultimately had in, in say, a, Infinity War and Endgame. Is it a fair critique to say it took Marvel too long? 
Well, to be fair, they had War Machine from the first Iron Man. I mean, I mean, true. Uh, Jim Rhodes is there. Sidekick. Though. Sidekick, but like he's very, still there. And again, like a very 80s oh, yeah. sidekicky kind of way. Although certainly I would not say um, that he's trapped by the same kinds of stereotypes that right. trap the original Rhodes. Yeah. In the so, comics. I mean, he's there from the beginning. I mean, in terms right. of getting a female-led film, which they're finally doing with Black Widow after Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, the Black Widow film is way overdue. Yes, yeah. It, it, it's and Captain Marvel was way overdue in terms of a, a headlining female film. Black Panther? Overdue? I mean, probably, right? Probably, but in a way I'm kind of glad Black – because Black Panther was so good, I think it probably yes. covers up a lot of oh. a lot of that. No, I think, that, I think that's fair, but that they chose to do, say, a Guardians film yeah. before they did a Black Panther is kind of an interesting – Yeah. I don't want to badmouth Marvel. I mean, I don't want to make you upset. No, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably Black Panther was overdue, but I think the yeah. quality of Black Panther probably forgives yeah. oh, no, that it was, sin it of was, a fair amount. It is certainly at the top. It, it, well, I mean, my concern is, is what if we get Black Panther earlier? Is it going to be more like Thor and Thor: no. The Dark World? Nobody wants the Dark World. That yeah. you know, it, it, it's yeah. probably good that we got Black Panther at a point where. Particularly, well, at a point where, where the MCU had sort of matured and at the point yeah. where the powers behind the MCU had shifted so that directors had much more power so that, that Coogler well, could have more control over Black Panther in the way that, that uh, uh, Waikiki had for or Waititi. I forget. Taika Waititi? Yeah, Waititi had for Thor Ragnarok. So would you say that the MCU has gone through – a similar pattern then that the comics themselves did, grounded at first in a very kind of white masculinity, um, kind of went through a stage of maturation, yeah, and has now reached a more creator-controlled stage. That yeah, allows I mean, I would, for maybe I would say more sophisticated explorations of race, ethnicity, gender identity. Yeah, I would say they probably the started at a higher level. Agreed. I'm not I mean, saying they I mean, were... because both. I mean, you think about like Jim Rhodes and Falcon, <coughs> which would be kind of their first two. Right. When you think about the way in which they're depicted initially in the MCU versus their initial depiction in the comics, right? You know that they are they are much more wholly realized characters. Agreed. But to but begin again, with. you kind of started with the premise that maybe Marvel needed to grow before it could make that Black Panther. Film, yeah. Which is, I guess, the the comparison. I'm not saying they started out in the same over. Yeah. Well, there's definitely there's definitely growth. Yeah. Say. You know, 40s, 50s, 60s comics. Yeah. It's probably good that they broke their teeth on kind of the the, the early films. Teeth. Cut their teeth or do they break their teeth? Isn't that the phrase? It's I don't think cut you the break teeth. your teeth. I, think it's I mean, you can teeth. totally Would break that, your does teeth. Does that sound like progress to you? It does. Yes. You break, right, your, you teeth. Know, I, you break your teeth, you get new teeth. I wasn't a great teacher when I started, but I broke my teeth for yeah. a couple years. Now I'm. <laughs> well, who cuts their teeth? That's Every, ridiculous, I, too. No, cut your teeth. It's, it's definitely cut your teeth. I'm pretty it sure is. it's break your teeth. No, no, no. I, I, think, feel like okay, I now, think they're synonymous. You are clearly digging in on a ridiculous <laughs> position. Breaking your teeth synonymous. feels like you went to cut your teeth and then failed. Exactly. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, you know, you I'm going to look it teeth. up. I'm gonna like look. Thor, Dark World so broke the teeth. I made a huge mistake today. I was listening to ESPN Sports Talk Radio as I was driving Ooh. in. And Bill Nye, the science guy, was on. Is this relevant to? Yes, in the following way. He made the following statement about playing baseball, I think. He said, it's not like it's rocket surgery. Uh, right, which would either be brain surgery 
I mean, or now rocket science. In his defense, but he can't be. Like I've if, seen him on like a, in Hamilton. He's still <laughs> trying to find somebody using breaking my teeth in the way that he wants it. No, but in Bill Nye's I, defense, because I googled break your teeth expression. Yeah, and all I'm getting are cut your teeth. Uh, <laughs> Almost as though you were Oh, wait, 100- there's an Urban Dictionary, Breaking My Teeth. Oh, don't One, read it. No, don't read it out loud. Having a hard time saying something. Okay, not what you meant to say. Or explaining something or even reading something. Well, you are breaking your teeth in that way today. Or having an annoying time saying something, explaining something, or even reading Look, something. Look, it's the same thing, just wait, a little no. different. What's happening is Patrick is literally breaking, breaking his, his teeth. teeth. Okay. Trying to make that phrase mean. I'm, gonna, I'm not sure teeth. because the source of this definition— on Urban Dictionary. On Urban Dictionary is uh, some guy named Teethbreaker. So I'm a little <laughs> concerned that he is not an unbiased or source. he knows everything there is about yeah. breaking right. his he teeth. He might be the world's number one expert um, in a phrase that's never been used before. Yeah. yeah. Except by him, I guess. Yeah. The Marvel Universe yeah. was just breaking its teeth. Oh, but no, for the Bill Nye thing. Look, he's, he's on like page eight of his Google <laughs> search right now. He's like... I will find this somewhere. Yeah, like, okay. you never go past the first page of your Google search, but he's like, it's going next, <laughs> next. Oh, you know what? My phone just died, so I can't, uh, can't That's look okay. at anything I'll, more. No, that's okay. I'll look it up for you. Um, okay, so I, they, they cut. it's good that they cut their teeth yes. on um, the early ones before you know. they tackled race. Because they, they did. I mean, they definitely went through that maturation. That kind of phraseology is not rocket surgery. Surgery. Dude. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just yeah. saying. That there is a kind of similar pattern. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, much more accelerated, too. Yes, accelerated and doesn't begin from the same benighted yeah. place that maybe Sheena Jungle Queen does. You mean Rima? Well, I'm thinking of Sheena way back in the 50s. I wrote a bit oh, about her for oh, the book yeah, I forgot about Sheena, yeah. long ago was cut. Yeah. I'd like to go back. Like That's some pretty great Warner Roth art. Like I'd like to go back and do something with Sheena eventually. Yeah. Like There's there's some work that's to be true. done. I haven't gone back to look and see. We've. There's a lot of stuff we cut from the book. There's there's articles that we ought to you know what we ought to do is just spin some of them off to like a place like Bolt of Culture. Yeah, that's true. And the, one can almost argue that those might have been better promos for the book than this whole podcast. No, this is an excellent promo. <laughs> for this the is book. a terrific promo. Like we're deep in the deep in it now. Yeah, we're de- well, it's, it's, I, it's, it's, except for the five minute breaking your teeth detour. <laughs> <laughs> and the and, ta- when you, and when you dropped your notes below the chair. Yeah, that, there's that too. We and we talked that about was some trauma. And talking about dads of MCU. Today. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, this is, this well, is sort of a in which ver- our book connects to the culture. In well, which and we and, and this live. is sort of a version of the the coda of the book, yes. which over the years that we wrote this book, we had to constantly update because it was basically like, oh, so this is what's been going on since we started the book in what 2012. It was either 2010 or 2012. Okay, so, so we'd have been working on it nine years. Okay, then it's 2012. So about 2012, we started the book. And that, I Which we thought was going to be a really good cutoff point because that was when was we had – That which, was the New 52. I was going to ask, which reboot was it? It was New 50 – well, originally we thought New 52 and then Marvel rebooted like the year after that. So it was sort of like, oh, perfect. Marvel and DC have rebooted. Yeah. This is where we end our book. And then there was newer 52 and newest 52 and brand new 52. Uh, and then and there was new, there was all 52. new, all different Marvel, all different, all new Marvel. Marvel Kaboom. Marvel Now. Yeah, Marvel Now-er. Um, yeah, like they, they were, like it's, they just rebooted, and they all rebooted with some emphasis on diversity. So almost every single year. Clearly, the constant reboots, and then are, the MCU stuff happened. Yeah, the constant reboots are really about an industry in crisis. Yes, it, it, I th- I think right fundamentally they're commercial. Yeah, it's it's comic books understanding that the real money in comic books is in merchandising. 
Yes. It's not in the books themselves. It's in what you can sell. No, it's in the comics. It's on. It's in the comics as a source of intellectual property right. that you can then spin off into movies, television, movies. and yeah. other products. But it was fascinating, I think, to both of us, the ways in which all of those reboots talked about diversity. Yeah. Oh, and like some, of them, some of them were very – even yeah. more explicit than others. Right, but all of them in one way or another mm-hmm. touched on issues of diversity. Yeah. Which it says a lot about, I guess, where we are as a society. Mm-hmm today that for the civil rights movement and all that we think we've accomplished with multiculturalism and what you know electing a, I guess a black guy president yeah. um, that we still seem um, frantic and frenetic and um, vexed by yeah. issues of race yeah. in the world in which we live in yeah which isn't all that different from Superman way back in the day. No. Oh. When he went to war against Japanese Americans. Yeah, that's 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 a that's not a good That's, that's a, a good period look. of time we'd like to forget. World War Two? But it's the no, good it's war. It's the Great War. Uh, the good war. I thought it was the Great War. No, greatest generation, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. The Great War is World War One. That's right. I'm thinking yeah. greatest back generation. Back when they thought there'd only be one of them. Yeah. yeah. What a bunch of dopes. <laughs> this is the Great War, <laughs> George. Great war. This and will never happen one, again. Like, this is the greater war? Yeah, this is this, yeah, I guess we'll just call it the second. Yeah, we'll just go, yeah. Because yeah. you know, it's good. probably going to be a third. We don't have to stretch ourselves Like at this hard. point, you know, like, yeah. let's leave open the possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone loves a third uh, installment in a franchise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like they're thinking, like a trilogy. Like when you start with the Great War, you know, Return like, of the Jedi, best Star Wars film. Yeah. A uh, third Matrix, best Matrix film. Yeah. Wait, what? So you think World War Three is going to be the best? Third Thor film, best Thor well, film. Back up one. The third Matrix was the best film. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the third <laughs> f- Thor was the best. It was. Yeah. That's why I was confused. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think of other films that defied the curse of the third film, and I'm I'm kind of. I guess Cap Civil Lord of the War, Wings? sort of. No, Winter Soldier is better, I think. Yeah, probably. But I mean, not. But, I mean, but Civil War Civil is not, a good movie. But Civil War, yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not the best. No, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Civil War is actually the third best of the Captain America trilogy, I would argue. What's this first one? Captain America. Oh, first so almost Avenger, in like reverse order. So you I put, put that second to I'd Winter Soldier. I put that Soldier. second, yeah. but I would put it very close to Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's, well, I like that movie much more than most people do. It gets better every Which time one? I see the it. Which one? The first one? Yeah. The first event. The first it's one's actually great. a much smarter film than people give it credit for. It's oh, a yeah. really smart movie. I remember being mocked somewhat well, for what my What I love is that it's one of the beginning ones, you know. Right. Well, it was a great start. Somebody accused me of loving Captain America only because it has um, a moment where it addresses Japanese American incarceration. No, I think that person might have suggested that you liked it because it referred to your own research. Ooh. I think I think that. I, mean, person, I don't know who that person perhaps, was. Perhaps multiple. I don't think it was Rich. I'm pretty sure it was Rich because Rich would have to know my research. Was it Kendra or, or Cal? Let alone read my research. You know, it's probably Stevens when he came. That's on not going to happen. Show. It couldn't have been Stevens because that guy was like, <laughs> he was like the Black Knight after the Submariners. You know, stabbed his fish wife wow. replacement with. I don't know. I think he might have had. Blade. I think Black Knight might have had more <laughs> mobility, more mobility and personality. <laughs> um. But um, I, I actually, I think one of the things that's really great about the first Avenger is it does address politics about mm-hmm. um, the good war. Well, it addresses or as the, you prop- would call the, it, the propaganda the war, yeah. and right and propaganda. But but the way in which that propaganda seeded. The memories of the good war mm-hmm. that that have carried ever since, yeah. which I might have just written about in an article that I published in the Popular Culture Studies Journal today. Yeah. So, as long as we're plugging shamelessly, yes, yes. Number two, well, that's not the right way to call it. That's not. It's right. also that's not three. a number two. It's also mm-hmm. number three. What's number three? What well, you just did. Book, Vault of Culture, 
And now oh wow, I'm on a roll, baby. <laughs> Queen of Brotherhood. You're on a roll for campus. You're on a roll for shilling. Asian American Encyclopedia. <laughs> Uh, Instagram. <laughs> I need followers. Oh, Wait, are goodness. you on Instagram? Of course I'm on Instagram. Do I, I follow on Instagram? You? Do I follow Do you, you follow on Instagram? Me? Yeah, I follow you. So I know about your... But you never like anything I post. I don't like doing the like... Because the like thing doesn't mean anything. I've seen it. It makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> That's why I always like your posts. Thank you. <laughs> you shouldn't be caught up in the like culture. Oh, it's too late. Yeah, it's too <laughs> late. <laughs> I'm a popularity. But yeah, yeah you follow me. Okay, that's I right. Can I see your 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 the videos you do for the the paintball? I I think I'm Close the only enough. one that likes them on the uh, on the Facebook. No, I like them. I think I like them a lot. I often <laughs> will click like and it'll come up boop, one. If you want, I'm on the TikToks now. No, you're not. I'm yeah. sorry. Isn't it just TikTok? Not what are TikToks? you doing on the TikToks? Are you doing like funny dances? Okay, it's the no, no, TikTok. no, 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 because it's you can upload videos. So I'm just uploading 15 seconds of the stuff I put on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, so it's like some of the stuff you film of us, you're putting up. When have I filmed you guys? When you did with La Minus. Yeah. The oh, like 360 three years camera ago? camera that doesn't spin. No, you've brought him here. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And I think you filmed, like, some of that Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Yeah, we did that for the Twitch, our very yeah. active Twitch our channel. <laughs> hey, we're working on it, it, okay? We should. We should this was it. not a good semester to get back into that. Fair point. That is probably true. But to get back to Captain America. Back to the book. More <laughs> than just about... My interest, I think mm -hmm. it's actually pretty smart about propaganda, about race, yeah. and about kind of how we remember or misremember the greatest yeah. generation. I mean, of of the various sort of single character Marvel origin films, yeah. it's up there with the original Iron Man yeah. and Black Panther as as among the best. I think it's better than Iron Man, but Iron Man always gets credit for being the first. Yeah, first. It's, it's hard for me to like separate it, it, that from yeah. it. Like, so how yeah. do you make that? And Iron and Iron Man is a, is a really <coughs> good film. Right. Mm. Um, and actually has some things to say about the war on terror. Yes. All of the Marvel films have done that. Now, yeah. maybe not as bluntly as a Scorsese right. would want them to. But for me, for a company that's making big, crass, mm -hmm. summer blockbuster, mega popular films, mm -hmm. their willingness to talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm might be somewhat reflective of the growth of the comic book industry yeah over time well it's also in film in general it's also interesting to kind of think about that with the exception of wonder woman yeah i don't think really any of the dceu is talking about stuff like that well i mean zack snyder's clearly talking about parenthood mm. and family Yes, wouldn't you say? I mean, I think in I, I think, think inadvertently, Man of Steel becomes kind of a nine eleven sort of film, but I don't think yeah. I don't think you know that Zack Snyder's like yes, I want to com comment on the wanton distract destruction. Now, if you count the Christopher Nolan stuff, oh yeah, that I was, mean, I was, it's much more grounded in. The I political wasn't really context. counting the. Yeah, I, I I don't think you should. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about like Wonder Woman being one pole yeah. of what the DCEU can do. And then kind of Aquaman being the other pole yeah. in terms of Aquaman being really about nothing but Aquaman. Yeah. But kind of being everything about Aquaman and just being kind of a giant spectacle. Terrible movie. Um, Terrible film. But Wonder Woman, <laughs> again, in a way that Captain America tries but maybe doesn't do quite as well, thinks about issues of war mm -hmm. and violence yeah. that, yes. that are kind of present in Captain America – but one of the things Marvel has not done particularly well is kind of considering 
the impact of superheroing yeah. on people who aren't superheroes. Until you get to the snap, maybe. Even then. Yeah. Even then, it, even again, then, it, it like, comes yeah. back. I mean, I mean so, like, you can see sort of that, but even then, but when you get to Spider-Man Far From Home and they start calling it the blip. Yeah. And it kind of has a, a kind of reductiveness to it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, again, Civil undid, War is maybe so. the closest that you get to that in that the whole premise of Civil War is built out of, you know, the damage they did during the Battle of New York. Right. Um, I mean, the, only, the one thing that surprised me is that they don't talk – and all the things that he lists off, you know, it's, it's New York, it's D.C. during Winter Soldier, yeah. it's uh, Sokovia. Sokovia. And I'm like, I seem to recall the Hulk trashing South Africa in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And also Ultron yeah. as, as kind of like – But even that, it's like – that's political fallout. Yeah, it's not human fallout. But it's the because closest. It's the closest we get to them kind of addressing Agreed. the massive scale of destruction but that they leave in their wake. The beauty of Wonder Woman is that you see what that massive scale of destruction means for people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's right? on a much like more human scale. Yeah. Right. Which, to me, is the beauty of Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah you have the one tossway with the the the. The lady talks to like Tony Stark at the one presentation about like a sun dying in it, but yeah. like that's it. Yeah, right. It's it's very minimal. Yeah, it's no, it is. It, it, it's it, not, yeah, I mean that's that's one of the places really where Marvel is is not really doing anything much different than what Zack Snyder did in, in yeah. his films. That it kind of it kind of falls to a kind of spectacle. Right. Yes. Yeah. Violence is spectacle, which is kind of what we talked about with Joker. So American. Yeah. That of course we watch that and we never ask. Yeah. About it as Americans because we don't think about the human consequences. Yeah. That in is, part that because there's no need. Well, largely in the world, <laughs> there's no need because we can impose our violence on others mm-hmm. and it's much harder for them <clears throat> to impose their violence upon yeah. us. Just a thought. Yeah. That was a great note to go out on. <laughs> hey. Well, I don't think we're. Uh, oh, we're not we're, going out we're not yet. Probably no. done yet. No, no, no. We got more. So we talked about Captain America and the way he connects to, I don't know, the first chapter of our book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about 80s multiculturalism. Yes. We've talked a little bit about race swapping, mm-hmm. which becomes a big theme later in our book. Yeah. Because that, that was a kind of a yeah. major avenue of diversification in comics in the yeah. 90s. I mean, we have, I, I guess, one of the other things we could, that, that Marvel seems to have largely avoided yeah. is kind of what happened in the 70s with the debut of the ethnic care of the ethnic superheroes. Yeah, that's true. We haven't done like that. Were, that were all sort of defined by, you know, Black Panther, Black Goliath, Luke Cage. Right. Carrying uh, over in like lightning, super friends and that 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 all again, very much sort of all defined by um, their race. Right. And brilliantly parodied on Harry or Harvey Birdman. Yes. With the is it the multicultural friends, uh, multicultural pals. Pals, I think is what go. it is. Yeah. Um, yes, very well. well. And 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 you know just their whole their whole parody of Black Vulcan, who is himself a parody of of Black Lightning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marvel seems to have avoided that in terms of their their rollout. I mean, of diversity. It's not entirely surprising that even like well-intentioned liberal white dudes, yeah. when they start writing non-white characters, mm-hmm. run on, run into problems. Yes, yes. Or like Denny O'Neill when he tries to write about social problems. Yeah. Well, Denny O'Neill, runs into problems. Steve Engelhart, Tony Isabella. <coughs> those, those are kind of the big three. Yeah, I would say of the '60s and '70s that that are very earnest in in wanting to represent diversity, but are kind of hamstrung by the way in which race 
particularly in under under liberalism is is sort of conceived. Well, they're hamstr- they're hamstrung by their culture. Yeah. Like I'm sure when we go to Comic Con in San Diego to collect a, a whole host of prizes, like mm-hmm. as we're on the book tour around the country. Yes. At every you, is stop. that what thing happens at those conventions? There's like yeah. prizes. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of prizes. Oh, they they, they give the um, most the, coming with monetary. The I'm Eisner assuming. the Eisner Award, which is one of one of if not the biggest comic yeah. book industry award. They they announced that at Comic Con. Oh, and there is that. a category for best academic work on comics yeah. or something like oh, that. Never mind but, then. The book's gonna be Frederick won that year before last. Right. Smash success, right? It's gonna be it's it's gonna be huge. But I think I mean, you mean huge, huge, every huge. huge. Everywhere we go, somebody's gonna say. Like, you hate comics because you're writing about O'Neill mm-hmm. and Englehart and Isabella from a critical perspective. And I think my response is always like, and it's the criticism we get on the third floor where we work. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are writing about comic books. Mm. You're like, we're not, like, we are writing about comic books. But in both the criticism of the book by our colleagues and by the people who are going to come, the reality is, like, it's not a criticism of O'Neill. Right. O'Neill is captured in part by the culture in which he lives, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it establishes the kinds of questions he wants to ask, right? and it allows the kinds of avenues of solution that he perceives. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also— At some point, people might say about our book 50 years from oh, now, yeah. boy, those guys were really blinkered, and I'll oh. be like, well, duh. Yeah. Well, I think also, I think— I have no response to that. I've always sort of thought of that, that we aren't really so much talking about, without getting too much into, into narrative theory, we're not really Ugh, talking about yeah, O'Neill We're trying and, to sell the book, remember? O'Neill, yeah. and which there's none Just of this in the book. skip that part in the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's none of this in none the book. None of this in the book. That, that <laughs> when we talk about O'Neill and Engelhart and Isabella, we're not talking about them so much as individuals— Right, but them as sort of the implied author that we see through the texts, right, and more broadly, or in their in their function as author of the text, right. And to me, that implied author transcends individuals, mm-hmm. but but sort of encompasses a cadre of people who were writing together, yeah. at the time. But that is encompassed in turn by a broad culture. Yeah. Well, that, even if they aren't informing. writing together, certainly O'Neill right. and Engelhart and Isabella are all writing at, as part of a, a particular zeitgeist right. in the culture, that they're all kind of doing the same thing. The book is really a, a study of the zeitgeist. In a lot of ways, yeah. Via that, comics. That, yeah. In, a, in, let me say, Rich, a fun-filled romp through comics history mm-hmm. that has another layer oh, yeah. of cultural analysis built of, in, of course. There's a lot of romp. Oh, there's, there's a lot of romping. Very, what, very what you say, romping. 25%, yeah. 35% romping? Well, you know, like, if you think about Superman during World War II, every time he's beating up Japanese Americans, he's, like, saying, tag, you're in. Mm-hmm. Or, so he's got a funny catch line. That well, we do, like we do kind of ref- – we do reference things like Spider-Man's use of humor. That's true. Um, Spider-Man in, in likes way, to romp. And the way in which humor is used. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and we are kind of talking about comics. Yeah, not a big fan of our analysis of the humor. What was that? Remember the one guy, isn't everybody funny in comics? Yes, which I think helped us make a stronger argument. Yes. Oh, about yeah. the way in which humor is working. The argument kills. Differently. Kills. Um, it is good stuff. But yeah, so, and, and in a lot of ways we've kind of seen, you know, in, in the various efforts to adapt those original kind of 1970s characters, thinking yeah. like the Black Panther movie, the Luke Cage series on Netflix, even the Black Lightning show on, on the CW. Yeah. That they've all, I think, done better with well, the modern version of the heroes than, than 
even like somebody like Christopher Priest mm-hmm. writing Black Panther yeah. is, is clearly stepping in in the 90s and saying, like, there's a lot not right yeah. with Black Panther, where he came from and how he's mm-hmm. been depicted. How do I reclaim the Black Panther for a, like a new yeah. a new way of thinking about yeah. race in America? Well, it's kind of funny to think about that basically dating from the Priest series, yeah. Black Panther has sort of maintained status as kind of a mainstay of the Marvel Universe. Right. Whereas prior to the pre-series and, and throughout the vast majority of the 80s and even some of the late 70s, yeah. he, he was basically a reserve Avenger that popped up every once in a while. Right, or he was a character that Kirby took over and was just like, whoa, yeah. not, not where you want to take that character. Yeah, and, and, that, that he, and, and Black Widow as well. Like He and Black Widow for much of the 80s were not like major characters. Like Black Widow was right. a supporting character in Daredevil. Yeah. At best, um, but in Avengers, she was she was a reservist that again would pop up every once in a while. And it's clear that the movies and the kind of the success of the movies is filtering back into the comics, mm-hmm. right? In terms of who they're going to write stories about. Oh yeah, and I think the Black Panther stuff um, with coats and whatnot mm-hmm. is like they've they've built like an empire of Black Panther stuff. They have. You Uh-oh. know, I feel something critical coming. Now the, I mean, I, <laughs> the issue I have with the coach is that it took him a little while to figure out like the rhythm of writing for comics, like the, yeah. the early stuff on Black Panther. Maybe is, you should you should send him an email with some tips on is writing. Is a bit is a bit. Changes <laughs> um, a heads up, dear Mister Coates. <laughs> I have enjoyed your work to some extent. <laughs> Here are a list of six things you might do to write better. Well, no, he figured it out eventually. Um, but the first issue, the first, you know. <laughs> Six or seven issues of, of his Black Panther were were a little as comics were a little had some yeah. awkwardness I would say. Well, for all of the the thinking of comic books is not writing. Yeah, it turns out there's a craft to writing a there comic is. book well. Yeah, too. I'll be curious to see because uh, N. K. Jemison, who's a fantasy writer, African American fantasy writer, is that J. Jonah Jameson's? Uh, no, Jemison. Niece? No, Jemison. Um. J. Jonah Jemison. Is it J. Jonah Jemison's niece? See what I did there? Yeah, no, I see <laughs> what you did there. Good. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. So she's writing a new Green Lantern series that I'm very excited about because yeah. it's featuring a, a black Green Lantern, but also sort of set within kind of the idea that she's on the frontier of space. Oh, that sounds like it's right up your it alley. It is kind of right up my alley. Sounds like a future Mapaka presentation, actually. Probably. Yeah. That's yeah. coming out, I think. I think it starts in like it might even be coming out this month or December. Bobby would be very unhappy, but I would not recommend the Grant Morrison Green Lantern run. Yeah, I just I, not for me. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. So Far Sector, I think I'm. I'm would, that would be another thing that would you know when we do the second edition of the book. Yes, um, I'm, I'm sure six we'll, eight months probably we will, after we will, it sells out. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll have to do more with that. We'll have to do more with the Coach Black Panther, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, a lot more with the MCU because that's just that's just right now a brief. Right. Discussion yeah. in the coda. Well, the coda will become a chapter. Like, it'll yes. be a, a, a second edition that's actually a real second edition, yeah. not just like a... Well, the coda will become a chapter, and then we'll have to have a coda to the, what was originally the coda. Right. Exactly. That'll be a fun chapter to write, though. Oh, it will be. Or we could just, like, take notes from all the stuff we've said across the past 110 podcasts. Or yeah. So. Well, that or, well, we'll probably have to split the coda up into what's going on with the comics and then a separate chapter on what's going on with the films at that Man, point. That book is going to be huge. Well, because we will have... I mean, when you think about it, we will have the entirety of the MCU to deal with. Right. 
that right now is just dealt with in the coda. No, that's a fair point. Like, you could definitely do an entire— Like, we would need to do an entire chapter, on, and the yeah. DCEU as well. Like, we would have to I think to you do... put those into one chapter. Yeah, but then you've also got to do the Netflix and the Warner Brothers, like like kind yeah, of, of multimedia superheroes. You're not even talking about comic books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, we are— there's a lot to be done. You know, that, the amazing thing about All New, All Different, mm-hmm. the history of race in the American Super. Sorry, sorry. One of the amazing things. Yes. Um, is that you can pre-order it right now. Yes. It's from still University available. of Texas Press. And at, you know, more than 400 pages, mm-hmm. I think it's a relatively inexpensive it $34 is. Yeah. paperback. And if you pre-order it with the discount, it's like 20% off of that. 20% off. Which, are we going to tell them discount code? Or? Yeah, the discount code is all caps. Mm-hmm. A-U-S. A-L-P. Is that what I it is? Believe. I thought there was a U in there somewhere. A-U-S? A-U-S-L-U. Yeah. I mean, I can't Google A-U-S-L-U. that one. Or is it A-U-P? I don't know. All right, hang on just one second. Somebody's going to Google it up. How Can would I, I Google it up? I don't know. Just look it up on your email. What was the company called? Well, they're not going to have it posted there. That's You'd, be surprised. You'd be surprised with it on Google. All right. Well, didn't we put it up on the A? I'm pretty sure it's Oh No, what was it? Texas? Uh, I know it, that sounds right. It's something like that. You're very yeah. That's either it or very close to it. Well, right, let, me, let me dig through my uh, my Instagram. All I gotta do is find the picture of the cover. It's a sharp look at a cover. What you say? It is Rich? a nice. What it is a nice looking book. Why you ask you're, a, you're a visually you know oriented professional. I don't think I saw. Was that you said you put it on Instagram? Um. Yep. Let's just look through my feed. Hang on. Oh wait uh, a minute. Let's see. There, somebody asked me about the discount. What did you thought it was? A-U-S-A-L-P? Yes. All caps. All right, so there's the first picture of the book cover. Oh, shoot. No, that just did that on Google. Dang it. I won't do that. Oh, all right. I got it. Hang on a second. This this podcast cannot end until we confirm that. Oh, it did come up with an email. Yes. All right. I think you might be right. Yeah? Um... Here I am offering it to Mary Pat. She didn't follow up. I hope Mary Pat's still uh, listening. A-U-S-A-L-P, all caps. There you go. I was right. To receive 20% off through November 5th, 2020. November 5th. When's this going to get posted, Rich? Because today's the 29th. Here's a concern. <clears throat> yes? It says November 5th, 2020. No. On the email. Is our book not coming out till next year? Of course, it's coming out this year. I'm a little concerned about that. You say, of course, but it says 2020. It does say 2020 in Bailey's email. I'm sure she got that wrong. I hope to God she got that wrong, or or so. we're going to be waiting a long time for this book to come so out. So anyway, Rich is going to get this up as quickly as he can. Yes, indeedy. A-U-S-A-L-P, 20% yes. off. Well, that's like a $7 savings right there on the paperback. Yeah. If you buy it and you want us to sign it, Feel free to bring it by the office. Too bad. No, we'll sign it. <laughs> no, you can send it to us, and we'll send it to you. Sure. Signed. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to cover postage because right, yeah, we're cheap. You send a self-addressed stamp. But also, you know, once the book tour occurs, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure you'll be able to find us all over this Absolutely. great nation. Absolutely. I imagine we start in New York, we end up in L.A. No, no, no. We have we have to start at Comics on the Green. That's fair. Start in Scranton. Yeah. Up to New York. Yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Birthplace of Superman, yeah. Chicago, yeah. No, no. We had, yeah, Chicago, Denver. Do we need to do a southern tour too? Well, we could do Chicago, do we Denver. Need, do we need to do Atlanta? We'd have to hit Portland, because yeah, that's Portland one of, for yeah, sure. Because that's one of the big comic yeah. spots now. L.A., L.A., San Diego, 
Yeah, L.A., San Diego. Well, then we could swing back through the south. What about? Well, I feel like L.A., should... San Diego, El Paso. Would we do it? Would, I want to go back home. Or would we do Austin? Both. Okay, Austin, El Paso. Yeah. New Orleans. Probably El Paso, Austin, then New Orleans, New Orleans, Atlanta. Yeah, we could skip Florida. Yeah, we don't probably. Need, we don't need to go to Miami. I would have to go to Miami. D.C. and then we circle back DC. here. Yeah, but we then we got the international. We got to get to Honolulu, which will get us to the Asian leg. I'm sorry. Of the tour. Did you just describe Honolulu as international? Yeah. On the Asia, on Honolulu, the the, Hawaii. On the way to international? Asia. Yes, it is on the way to the international. Are you going to say it's a state or something? I'm pretty sure it's part of the United States. I it's know not it's really part of the United States. <laughs> but the international tour, wouldn't you stop in Honolulu on the way to Hawaii? To, to no, Asia? what we should no. do is when we should do LA. Yes, you would. No, on the U.S. tour, we should do LA, Honolulu, San Diego. Well, that's fine. But that seems like a lot of flying back and forth when we could use Honolulu to jump off to... To Tokyo. Did you have something else you're going to be doing in the spring? Yeah, probably not. That's a fair point. It's not like we're teaching the comic yeah. book class. I don't know if we need to go, like, Europe? A European tour? I guess it would be a European tour. I don't know. Hard to say. I think we should all the continents. All <laughs> Even Antarctica? We're gonna, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, the penguins love us. There's got to be a couple people there that need a book there's to some read. There's some research scientists. Uh, yes, you with your flipper up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like a whole little research station. You're going to do the, voices the, for the penguins like I do for the dog. Oh, yes. Oh, in Chapter 2, you're right about... <laughs> uh, chapter 2, you're right about uh, the politics of safety. I found that really fascinating. Also, do you have any fish? Coming soon to a bookstore. Coming very soon to or a... an online a, vendor. Yes. Such as the University of Texas Press. That's right. Well, Amazon. Yep. Yeah, in but you don't, one get year. you don't get the discount at Amazon. That's right. Oh, okay. So that should be press. something you should mention. Yes, that, the Amazon discount. will be full yeah. freight. Yes, the A-S-A-U-S-A-L-P has to be through University of Texas Press. That's right. There's no other way to do it. Yes. So, if you want if you want to get the the book for the most inexpensive rate. That's right. That is that's how you should get it. You know, happy reading. Yes, enjoy. If you have questions, comments, please feel free to email them to Rich. Yes, we, we could do we'll a whole show, show on that show at some where point. we just answer people's questions about our book. How would you write such a great book? What makes the book so great? Mm. Why is this the most awesome thing I've ever read? These are the kinds of questions I I imagine. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. These seem yeah. like really probing, critical questions. How can two such handsome men mm. write such smart stuff? Mm, that's true. Are you guys as handsome as you are smart in the book? Good question. Man, those are questions you wish somebody would ask you. I oh, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, the answer is no. <laughs> but when the book comes out, maybe you're going to like yourself more. Yeah, yeah possibly. <laughs>